0: A very good evening. Welcome to the Parenting Chabura. Thank you for joining. We're exploring the concept of habits, creating routines, and expectations, which will enable us to be more effective and in the world of parenting, set children in a good direction for a lifetime. I'd like to start with a simple case study. Two different scenarios, simple difference, and see how we think things would play out. We have two people. Both of them are deeply committed to studying whatever it is that they want to study for one hour a day. Maybe it's limude Kodesh. Maybe it's a hobby they just want to become more knowledgeable about. They're both committed to one hour a day. One of them picks a specific routine as to how they're going to put in their one hour a day. It's right after breakfast or it's right after lunch but it has some sort of routine associated with it. And the other person is deeply committed to one hour a day, but at random. I'll fit it in somewhere, I'll do my hour. What's your estimation? What's your prognosis moving forward? A month from now, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, which person is going to be more successful, however we define successful, of it at a bare minimum, keeping to their commitment of one hour a day of study of this subject matter that they chose, the person who did it with a routine, or the person who's doing it whenever I fit it in. So we would like to suggest that the person who has a routine is going to be more successful, is going to keep to their commitment of one hour a day better, easier, and more reliably than the person who's fitting it in somewhere in the course of the day. And there are many reasons for that approach. We're going to stick mainly to one, which is the power of a habit. The power of routine establishes that I don't have to fight myself, so to speak. Every time I want to do this, my body specifically my brain, is acclimated, is expecting this thing to happen. And therefore, it's not a new decision process. Should I do it now? Should I do it later? This is when it's done. And if your brain is expecting it, you will do it without a fight. The power of routine in the world of parenting is extremely powerful. We are often told that children thrive on routine, on thrive on on whatever they expect to happen to actually come through, to the point that there's actually a bit of a correction in the way some people parent in realizing that the children thrive on routine. I picked my toddler up at the playgroup today and decided instead of taking the car, I would pick him up at the carriage. It takes a little bit longer to get home. It's a little bit of a spazier as we go for a walk. And whenever I do that, I bring a snack. So he climbs right in, takes his snack, and he's got his routine. He knows if the carriage is here equals snack. And because tonight is a habit class, I was thinking to myself, you know, what would happen as a parent if one day I forgot the snack? I would probably tell my child, you have to be flexible. I can't always bring a snack. And that would be a big mistake because the child is feeding into exactly the routine, the expectation, the habit. The brain has been cultured to expect this approach. And if you're going to change it, you got to change it with great sensitivity and putting the onus on the child, why can't you just be flexible? Which is basically a form of being defensive. I forgot the snack, so I'm pushing it on the child. In the social norms of parenting, that forgetting the snack was my mistake. The child has been cultured to expect that snack, and and we need to pay attention to exactly what's happening as we create routine. Think about helping a child develop healthy routines and how that would impact generations. We have a child in our family who developed her own little custom that she's always ready for Shabbos 15 minutes before licht benschen, before candle lighting, she's ready for Shabbos, and she's on deck in the kitchen, just, just available. Just if something comes up, she's here, she's ready. I won't say every Shabbos, but often something comes up, and she's ready there. Imagine such a habit the impact that that could have for years, for generations, just a way of life that this person has developed. I'm the one who's on deck right before Shabbos. The genius of a habit is that once it's established, it comes naturally. We daven every morning that Hashem should make us accustomed to Torah. So one of our participants last week actually asked about that. Like it doesn't sound like such a great prayer. We don't want to be accustomed and habitual about observance. That sounds like observance without mind or heart. And what we're exploring over here is that on the contrary, if the body, the brain is expecting, is accustomed to doing the mitzvah, then it frees up the brain and the heart to pay attention, to experience. We gave the example, if you'll recall, of davening. A person is busy pronouncing the letters so then your brain can't really be engaged and your heart can't really be involved in picturing Yerushalayim and hoping for it being rebuilt and why that's meaningful to us. Because I'm busy pronouncing the words correctly. But if I'm able to do these things very comfortably, then my head and my heart is freed up. Of course, there's a risk to that. My head and heart can start wandering and I'm still doing the mitzvah and I don't even realize it. They joke about the person who was standing and someone punched him. And he looks around, no one's there. And someone punches him again. He looks around, no one's there. And he realizes suddenly that he's in the middle of Shemona Esrei and he's the one who punched himself. Slach So like, thanks, but no thanks. There's reason to argue that the difference between a successful person, a tzaddik, and a person who's constantly challenged and finding it really hard to do the right thing, the difference is whether they harness the power of habit. Kazal tell us that one of the questions that were asked after 120, is kavata itim la Torah, did you establish a routine for Torah study? And it's not just talking about Torah study, it's all good deeds. Do you have a routine or every single time you wanted to put in your proverbial hour, it, it, was, a, it was a fight, it was a, it was a challenge. What happens is if you're constantly challenged to put in that hour, so we have a term, ego depletion. Your self, your identity, your goals, your desires for your direction in life becomes depleted. It's hard to keep up the momentum if you're constantly fighting for it. But if you harness the brain, if you harness a certain direction that automatically repeats itself day after day because you create it as a habit, then you're not constantly fighting and the same good routines come naturally and leave yourself room for stronger, more ambitious types of activities. One more thought before we open to comments, questions. Part of building good habits in a family is attitude and reaction. When we have a challenge, we can lean in to the challenge or lean out away from the challenge. Sometimes it has to do with our word usage. Someone pointed out to me, a person can come home and say, I have to make supper. I have to pay the bills. Or for the very same effort, we can use different wording. I now have the opportunity to to make supper. I need the opportunity to pay the bills. And when a person chooses the specific wording, they're creating an environment that the children pick up on, and they, in turn, literally for generations, will develop a certain way of dealing with challenge, the way the brain works. The brain has become habituated to work in a certain way. So we started off with a case study. What would happen to two different people, each committed to one hour a day of study of whatever topic of their choice, but one of them links it in a way of routine during the day. It's specific time. And another person, deeply committed, but he's just gonna find the hour somewhere along the day. And we suggest, based on different research, and I think logic, that the person who builds it as a habit, as a routine, is going to be more successful and more easily successful, less strain, this is the way we do it. And if you've chosen that, good choices, then the follow through is built into the brain, is quite natural. Whereas the person who's constantly trying to choose wisely Is going to actually experience this ego depletion, is going to get worn out, even if they start out passionately. And therefore, harnessing the power of habits is a very powerful method for success in our own lives and in guiding children to a beautiful, successful future. I invite everyone to. Uh, unmute as you see fit and